Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking out the show. On the show this time around, I've got Mark Hudson of Dragon Force fame on the show. We speak to Mark all about his brand new debut solo record, Starbound Dreams, which is out on the 25th of August, which you'll if you listen to this podcast on its day of release, it is out now everywhere. Go and listen to it. Um, we speak about that. We speak about Dragon Force. We speak about music, life touring, all of that super fun stuff. And you know what? It is a genuinely fun chat. Um, I think when I recorded this uh, conversation, it was about a month or so ago, I had just done like three podcasts back to back. So this was kind of in a really nice kind of flowing conversation. I was very much like in my element in terms of talking and kind of doing podcasts and stuff that day. So it's really, really fun, man. We don't talk too much on the Dragon Force most recent announcements, the fact they've signed to Napalm and things like that, because um, this was recorded a month ago and obviously you're hearing it now. I want to do a massive shout out to Hold Tight for sorting this one out, the lovely guys over at Hold Tight for organising uh, amazing stuff as always um and we've got lots of fun stuff coming on the show guys um including the lights of knife bride we've got the lights of max stocks coming on the podcast um we've got the likes of blood command upcoming lots of fun fun stuff to you guys to enjoy if you would like to help support the show you can by sharing the shit out of our social media we are on nevermind poly podcast everywhere with the exception of twitter and tiktok because fuck both those platforms um yeah I do want to do a quick apology for the lack of podcast uh, on Monday of this week. I was due to have a, a guest on and the guest basically didn't show up to the interview. And, you know, my time is limited and things. So, unfortunately, we couldn't get that one out and recorded. But uh, we are now recording stuff in advance. So that probably won't happen again in the future. Um, but I do apologize. Anyway, enjoy the conversation I had with Mark Hudson of Dragon Force on the Nevermind Poly podcast. We'll see you very soon. Peace and love. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it's my absolute pleasure to bring you this interview this time around. I'm sat down with Mark Hudson, form, I was going to say formerly, of Dragon Force <laughs> and of his own uh, accord as a solo artist now. How are you doing, sir? How's things? Good, cool, good. Yeah, not too bad, thank you, Matt. How are you doing? I'm very well. I've just finished a day at work and uh, my cat's just done the biggest shit ever. So that's <laughs> always good fun to deal with. I just left you a present. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what is not shit? And this is a good segue is your brand new record, sir. Um, that was smooth. Called, that was smooth. And you know what the <laughs> worst thing about this is? I've been doing this for three years and I can never not point our segue. The segues <laughs> are meant to be seamless, but I just have to just roll with them. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starbound Stories is out now as everyone listens to this podcast and things. How are you feeling a couple of days ahead of its release? Uh, I mean, I'm feeling good. Um, honestly, I can't I can't wait for people to hear it because um, I've been sat on it uh, along with my other kind of bandmates for like three years nearly. So it's going to be really cool for people to finally hear what I've been talking about for so long. Um, very much looking forward to hearing the feedback, uh, but at the same time, building up to the actual release is like so busy in terms of the amount of stuff that has to be done um which is something i didn't really appreciate before i tried to make my own album but um 
yeah, so currently working on getting um, the the third music video done. Mm -hmm. uh, so that can come out just before the launch and then kind of prepping some stuff to do with, uh, you know, the actual sort of launch itself. So, yeah, busy times, but um, looking forward to looking forward to it finally being out. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing as well. Um, obviously, joining the, the main band that you're in, in Dragon Force in 20, 2011, um, four albums with them thus far. So my question is kind of why a solo record now? What made you kind of what started that whole process and how did you go? It, you know, because that's the thing. Having a band and under a band banner, you can if something goes wrong or something's not quite right, you can always go, well, it's other. But if you put your name to it, it's mm. all yours and you have to kind of own it. So how yeah. is that? of feeling and how did that come to be um yeah so uh basically the way it came about uh it wasn't really like a planned thing of you know like one day i'm gonna do a solo album off the back of this dragon force stuff um sure. it just just kind of happened um because in 2020 obviously with covid uh we were touring in the states and we had to come back home halfway through a tour sure. and um just kind of sat on my ass for too long really and um uh, I was talking to the keyboard player and songwriter, Shaz, uh, who's an uh, amazing songwriter. And I sent him a song that I'd been working on saying, can you jazz this up with some keyboards and stuff? And he was like, yeah, and just sent it back. And I was like, fuck, that sounds pretty dope. And then he was like, take a look at these songs and sent me a bunch of his. And I was like, oh, man, you should do something with them. And it's like, well, you know, we could got some time. So uh, it just kind of started like that, really. It was um, kind of starting off with the intention of maybe doing some kind of music for video games or some instrumental stuff or whatever. Um, but as time went on, we realized that the songs were definitely good enough to hold their own. And um, like, I couldn't stop listening to the demos, like even without vocals and stuff. So that was a good sign. And, and we were just like, yeah, let's make this into a proper thing. And, um, you know, having Dragon Force as the platform that I've got behind me, I was able to get a bunch of cool uh, guest musicians onto it and you know, have it mixed by the guy, Damien, who does all the Dragon Force stuff and just kind of fell into place, basically, but kind of coincidental, but as a product of having fuck all to do for a year. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing as well. As much as um, people don't want to talk about the panic, and I'm not going to go there because, you know, that's such a depressing time. But that was the thing. When you're kind of stuck in your house or stuck in your place as a creative person, you kind of have to find a way to innovate, innovate and get out of that kind of creative thing, because when you're like I say confined you you know you can't confine a creative person you know what I mean they'll they'll just sidestep you so that, that makes perfect sense yeah. um I, I wanted to uh, touch on how did you uh how did it come about with Napalm Records because as soon as I saw your name that record label I was like that makes perfect fucking sense Do you know what I mean? <laughs> how did how did that all come out did they approach you did you approach them how did that all happen so let me think uh right yeah I'm just trying to remember what the first contact was but um uh, Dragon Force were on tour with uh, Visions of Atlantis mm -hmm. and we got the contact through them essentially uh, sure. and I, I pretty much just put it out there uh, on the tour bus when I was a little bit drunk and, um, and uh, the <laughs> yeah exactly uh, I was the best version of myself I'm sure really <laughs> sold it to him um, but uh, yeah and I, it just I just said basically I've, I've got this music that's um, that I've made with these guys and it's looking like it's going to be a sort of solo project um and uh yeah you're interested in it and, and it was just a case of them saying yeah let's hear it so i kind of spent the time getting it mixed and mastered to a point well just just mixed actually to the point where it was like a very high quality demo um 
sent it to a bunch of people, um, had a few different offers from other places. Mm -hmm. uh, but Napalm are basically, they're, they're, they're the big boys, like they're, they're the ones you want behind you. And um, it seemed like a natural choice for me. And I, I don't regret it for a second. I think they, they do a really good job. And um, yeah, it just kind of all fell into place from this kind of uh, coincidental meeting with the, one of the guys from there. So. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing as well. I, I kind of, so I'm going to, I'm going to dial things back a little bit to kind of the early years of Mark Hudson, the man, the musician, because that's the thing. I think as a front man, you're a very prominent front man. You, you're very much kind of like, this is who I am. This is what I do. But I kind of want to see, peel back the kind of facade almost. And because I want to know, where does your love affair of music begin? How did you kind of fall into, into love of, of music and things? Um, so I think, I mean, it's, unfortunately, the story is going to be pretty generic. It's going to sound like probably how most people ended up. Uh, but um, yeah, I just as as a kid uh, was listening to well, I started off on like grunge music because it's like the first thing I was exposed to. And and then a bit a bit of like kind of Metallica and just he heavy metal, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And um, and I kind of just. I, I always imagined myself playing it instead of like just sitting back and listening to it and enjoying it like a probably normal functioning human being. Um, <laughs> I was always thinking about um, just thinking about myself being able to learn a song or, and I wasn't really thinking about singing. It was more guitar actually. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of noodled about in bands, tried to write some songs with my friends uh, in my sort of teenage years and um, played in a lot of pubs with not a lot of people in front of me. Um, and then the the whole Dragon Force thing just kind of came about because um, they 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 were looking for a singer to audition through YouTube and stuff like that. And honestly, I just actually did it for a laugh. I wasn't ever expecting any kind of reply. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I had my my goals set on like I'm going to become a famous singer or a guitar player. It wasn't like that. Um, it was just, wouldn't it be funny if you became the Dragon Force guy? And I was like, yeah, it would be funny. I'm going to try it. And I did. And uh, yeah, next thing you know, here I am. So it's kind of, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one, but um, I, I guess I just fell in love with music the way a lot of teenagers do. They pick up some instruments and have fun with their friends. Um, and then mine just spiraled out of control somehow. So that's how I got it. <laughs> For sure. I, I want to, so this question is not meant to be antagonistic, but it may come across so. So I want to pretext that first. Okay. Is your 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 talent is it natural or is it just hard work because there are certain people in life you look at if you talk about football for example i'm not sure if you're a football man but like Lionel messi has got a natural gift to play football but also there's a fucking lot of work that goes into that you yeah. have natural ability with your voice but i i guess a lot of work goes into that how is it kind of a lot of hard work or is it kind of just this comes kind of naturally as it does walking you know um that's that's an interesting question actually because nowadays I don't think it's too much work to maintain it, but For back sure. in the day when I was trying to sing stuff that was definitely out of my league, I mean, still am singing stuff that's out of my league, but like, <laughs> like, but back when I was like 16, trying to sing Aces High by Iron Maiden, yeah. sure. you know, um, it, it definitely was like something that I had to learn and get to a point where I could do it. Um, so I definitely not like a born talent, no way. Uh, it doesn't feel like that. Um, but similarly, with your reference to Messi, like um, there are singers who just like the first time they open their mouth, they do sound like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not one of them. But I, I wish I was. <laughs> but yeah, so that's yeah, it's all been a kind of 
a learning curve and uh, you know uh, trying to trying to better myself um, for sure. Absolutely. And, and my final kind of question on, on this kind of run of questions is kind of what was the first album that you bought with your own money? Because although many people, uh, and I say many people, I, I try and use this pretext, but people who are into metal and you kind of imagine the metal guy, if you can imagine such a person, the yeah. metal guy, like, oh, I listen to Cannibal Corpse, nothing else. What was the first album you ever bought? Because it isn't going to be Cannibal Corpse when you're 10 years old. It's just not. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I, I have I have the album that I would like to lie about and say was my first album but um, <laughs> the, the actual album let me think uh so i i i think it probably again this is a bit of a boring answer but i think it was Nevermind by nirvana i mean it's perfect that's why it's a great record. It, it, it is it is too yeah but uh i just yeah i think that's probably a lot of people's first album i'm sure i bought some cheesy shit single before that <laughs> but For sure. I can't put my finger on what it was, but yeah, probably I think never mind. First album, actual full album. Love that, love that. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to talk about kind of how you get into the headspace of writing music, because whether it be with Dragon Force, whether it be for the solo stuff, this uh, music has got, uh, you know, it's got a, a certain theme and it's got a kind of, uh, you know, a lot of the time it's got a sort of a lot of power to it. How do you kind of put yourself into that mind space? Because as a listener to listen to that stuff it's kind of like you feel like you can take on the fucking world you know what i mean mm. at least i do as a as one man of one man's opinion but how do you get into the headspace of writing material like that and how does that work uh so i can only really speak to the portions of the album that i did uh yeah, because uh shaz wrote nine of the songs i wrote one of them and then <laughs> i sort of decorated his stuff he decorated mine but um I love that as an analogy, just decorating it. That's really cool. <laughs> I mean, because it's it's not as if it, the thing had to be torn down and built mm. back up again. It was just like, ah, oh, this is sweet. But now it's just, you know, it's there. So um, uh, I would say for, for, the, for the stuff I did, um, mine, is, mine is more kind of an iterative process of trying to write something extremely catchy mm-hmm. and... Um, and just obsessing about it for ages, basically. <laughs> um, and uh, trying to kind of reverse engineer some uh, sort of ideas that work in songs that may not even be in power metal. So mm-hmm. sure. some cadences from other songs or just uh, structures, that kind of thing. Um, and just just trying to make it so you get that sweet drop when the chorus hits, you know, like that's the main thing that grabs you, I think. Um, but in terms of like lyrics and stuff, uh, it's I, I'm always trying to think about what what words would sound most powerful and where mm-hmm. before I try and think about what the song is about. So yeah. you might have like the first couple of notes of a chorus and it uh, it just really lends itself to a particular phrase. And mm-hmm. then you work backwards from that. So it's uh, I don't know. I don't I don't really have any like particular uh, method methodology like follow um it's just kind of feeling my way around and then uh bouncing ideas off of shaz lyrically and stuff was a really good thing to do because um i think you don't really want a bunch of people writing a song it's best if kind of one is doing it but then when you're stuck it's good to have a couple of ideas uh, a couple of different people uh, talking through ideas and stuff so yeah absolutely any of these songs that you're particularly fond of or looking forward to playing live? And I know that's like picking between your favorite child. And I know that's a very difficult question, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So honestly, yeah, it is a difficult question. Um, uh, And 
I know it's really cliche to say they're all my favorite because that's just For sure. <laughs> bullshit answer. Um, but uh, so I would probably say that I think um, Swan Song, which is a uh, ballad, uh, like mainly sort of piano ballad on the album. Um, that one, I think, I, I don't get bored of listening to any of it even now. And I'm, I'm not lying when I could definitely be lying. Um, but that song still feels like the first time I heard of it for some reason. So yeah, the sort of melody and the, the atmosphere that that song generates uh, feels as fresh as the first time I heard it. So that, that's got to be the one, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I, I want to touch on uh, on the touring aspect of, of both you know, as a solo artist and obviously with Dragon Force as well, because it's a massive part of any uh, band's kind of uh, basically life and things. So I wanted to ask a question which I kind of binned off earlier this year and I've brought it back because I've had some good answers. Okay. And that is, where is the strangest or the weirdest place you've ever played a gig? And it doesn't always have to be negative. Because some people go that and go, oh, we turned up at this tiny little place and no one showed up. Like, it can just be strange, like, gone, how are we here? Or, like, what, what is happening? Like, do you know what I mean? Because it's just, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I've got numerous stories of, like, turning up in a little venue that's got a PA <laughs> system with, like, one channel on it and yeah. one functioning speaker. There's a bunch <laughs> of those stories. Uh, but I, I would say there was a really weird show that we did last year, I think it was. Um, and we played in Salt Lake City, mm -hmm. um, which I believe is a predominantly Mormon territory. Sure. Um, and uh, and weirdly enough, there's our gig was in one half of this venue, and in the other half was just like this mental rave where like everybody was on acid, like with uh, glow sticks and stuff, yeah. tripping balls. And then um, and a lot of them were like kind of just like scantily clad or wearing like weird costumes and stuff and by the time we got to play through the fire and the flames i just looked out in the crowd and i was like none of these people were here at the beginning <laughs> and, uh, um uh yeah it was just a weird thing to a weird crossover because there was no barrier stopping you from getting from the rave into the gig Amazing. Um, yeah and i remember someone at the end is like oh it's the guitar hero song isn't it and um and she just opened her mouth and she had loads of like tabs of acid in her mouth. And I was like, Yo, what are you doing here? This is so weird. Uh, but, you know, she had a good time. So, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. That's yeah. the thing. As well. And I know, I know, uh, like the whole um, guitar hero thing was before your time as the vocalist and things. But how is that? Because that's the thing, like that song and that game and that whole thing that happened was so fucking prevalent. You know, mm. my, my first ever gig age 14 was a Dragon Force show because of that. Like oh, cool. I, I had three gigs to go to. I, when I turned 14 at my local show and I had th four gigs, three gigs, it was either Avenged Sevenfold, they were on Waking the Fall and Rise Against were on Appeal to Reason and you guys were on um, Ultra Beatdown. Is it the album I'm thinking of? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So I had to pick one, and yeah, my uh, my poor old man who listens to predominantly like seventies rock had to endure Dragon Force. He was like, I don't know what just happened, and he's <laughs> first and only power metal gig <laughs> today. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but um, I wanted to kind of know: um, is that song still as big as what it what it was when it first came out? And how do you find all that kind of stuff? Um, I mean, I think I think it's kind of reached meme level status at this point. Um, yeah, like. <laughs> There's a lot of people like tagging me on stuff where they're playing it on a trombone or like playing yeah. it with their feet or something like. Yeah. Um, so I think people still think about that song a lot, but 
for, for me, it doesn't it doesn't feel like anything different from the rest of the Dragon Force set anymore. Um, yeah. Obviously, like it probably served the band well to have such a successful song through Guitar Hero, um, and it, it does feel a bit like how you know a band has to play that song before they leave. Like, yeah, uh, absolutely. it's the um, it's the Enter Sandman for Metallica or Master of Puppets, and it's kind of like, yeah, I, I do wonder. And again, I don't, I'm not sure how much you can comment on this being uh, before your time, but there is must be moments in bands, whether they'll admit to it or not, and gone. I really wish I hadn't fucking written that song because it loosely <laughs> hangs you. Do you know what I mean? Because I imagine, you know, Lars might get behind uh, Metallica and go, oh, do we have to play in the Sandman tonight? Oh, yeah, I guess we do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I, I get the impression that they, the, the rest of the band feel like that a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they don't they don't let the fans know that too much. But uh, for, for me, it, it feels almost like um, uh, when, I, when I hear the first little um, clean part of that song, yeah, it it feels like like almost like the school bell is ringing and everyone's yeah. going to go home because it's the last yeah. one. Yeah, 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 that's fair. So uh, I have this kind of uh, positive feeling about it as well, just knowing that like, yeah, it's the end of the show. If it's a good show, yeah. it's a good show. And um, but you know, like it's it's good that people like that song, and uh, you know, I, you can't expect people um, to not want to hear that one. So yeah, no problem from my side. Absolutely. Um, so what I want to talk about now quickly is kind of what is going through your head. What are you sort of feeling? Uh, an hour before show what's going on behind the scenes because i know a lot of people will uh have this illusion of it's all rock and roll and it's all drink and drugs and all the rest of it which for some bands it might well be but for you guys who play so proficiently and so kind of technically it must be kind of something really different how is the kind of before show what's going through your head and what's what's the nerves like um i mean from from a, a nerves perspective i think i i i that never really goes well for me it doesn't really go away um i mean yeah I, I tend to i tend to warm up before a show i also tend to have a couple of drinks because i feel like um i'm not really like a natural extrovert and and especially when it comes to obviously singing is quite a personal thing to have to do in front of people but um like talking to the crowd and engaging with them um you know you want to get them on your side and i feel like that's much better if you're just a little bit lubed up Mm-hmm. into yep. it with a bit a bit of booze first and um but uh no i mean I, I i still feel like to this day i'm kind of i get nervous and then as soon as the first song starts and you into the flow of things most yeah. of that just fades away pretty quick um but yeah we do we do sit there um, sam and herman are always going over like particular riffs like yeah. over and over again i'm always making sure my voice is all right and then uh but yeah we're we're pretty well old machine at this point we kind of um you know we know what we're doing but still feel the nerves absolutely fair, fair enough fair enough um i've got a couple of uh, final questions before before i let you on your way and things and the first of which is if you buy into this question the better it is right and, I, and i'll explain that in a minute right so when okay. spotify buys this podcast right and i've got all that lovely spotify money uh i'm going to create my own festival right now with okay. this festival there is no financial money like limitations because i've got that spotify money but there's also no like limitations of what we can build what we could have because we're doing it in the biggest field imaginable right okay. and uh, you uh, as mark hudson are invited of as long as with dragon force as well you can do double set if you want it's up to you it's, it's, it's uh it's easy easy or not um but basically my question is what would you like to add to the dream rider of the festival now you can have something for yourself or you can have something for the festival as a whole now to give you a little bit of context we've had um so the two answers i always use are the same two and it's uh, andy from therapy 
you said, I just want like clean underwear, clean socks. Like I just want <laughs> a nice, simple little ride some, maybe some beer, maybe some fruit. That's fine. And that can be done. Also, the complete opposite end of that spectrum, we had uh, the, the drummer, Matt from August Burns Red, who said to me, I want a full like monster truck rally set up at the festival. Okay. It's kind of like a sliding scale of way. But also we've had people say to me, I want like this specific like bottle of red wine from like this region in France. And they get like really niche. Uh, yeah. so, okay. What would you like to have? Well, at first I was trying to think of something extreme that would be really cool. Uh, <laughs> but the first example you gave made me think of this. And that would be that instead of those horrible festival toilets, mm-hmm. there were individual Japanese toilets. You know, the ones that yes. like with I heated mean, seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen these on uh, online and on TikTok. I think they look incredible. <laughs> Self cleaning, and yeah. they play they play a little song, so you don't have to hear the person next to you shitting. <laughs> I reckon, I reckon that you know, it's not it's not for me. It's for the greater good. But I yeah, think yeah, uh, absolutely, that would probably be. Well, I, I don't know if it's a boring answer or not now, but oh, um, that, that's, that's, a, that's a brilliant answer because that's the okay. thing as well. Like festival toilets are rancid and i mean I, I guess i don't know how immune you are to that kind of thing being an artist and how nice the backstage artist areas are but the communal general admission <laughs> is bad a lot of the time <laughs> yeah yeah no I've, I've been to my fair share of ones as a, as a punter so i'm well aware but yeah i think i think you know having a nice clean butthole when you're walking around a festival you know with the the b-day and the yeah, that stuff, you know <laughs> there'll be no going back once you've had that Absolutely. I'm sure everyone is now uh, going to be rooting for you guys just for that. Just for that. <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to you guys. We've got a clean butthole. That's all. That's there all we you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, the uh, one another question I've got for you is what is ahead in 2023? Obviously, the album will be out now as people listen to this podcast and watch it and things. What is ahead just generally in 2023 that we could talk about? Uh, so uh, we've got two Dragon Force gigs coming up. One is this weekend in uh, in Spain. Uh, the festival is called Leyendas del Rock. Um, then there's one the weekend after, in, which is Summer Breeze in Germany. Amazing. Um, and then, then I'm going to Japan for my release party for my album, which is around oh, 25th. Yeah, I mean, that, so, that's the way to do it. Just ha- have yourself your own album and then just go to Japan for a self-release party. I fucking love that. That's yeah, it. it feels a bit self-indulgent now that you mentioned <laughs> it like that. But right. <laughs> so yeah. good <laughs> i mean what else is i supposed to do um yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh yeah so i got that coming up um album releases the 25th and i'm pretty sure that dragon force are going to drop some news of some kind very very soon um Amazing. probably just after we've done these festivals but I, I don't know for sure so yeah um and with that news comes a lot of stuff that i'm going to be doing so um yeah a busy, a busy boy as they say so yeah lovely exactly. stuff, lovely stuff. Um, I've got one final question for you, Mark, uh, before I let you on your way. And that is a question I've asked every single artist who's been gracious enough to give me their time such as yourself today. And that is, what is the best thing about being an artist slash being in a band for you? It can be something really small and something really niche, or it could be something really profound. But the thing is, it's important to you and it's your answer. Um, I would say it's that rare occasion where someone tells you, that your music has somehow made a difference to them. Like mm-hmm. when people have a hard time and they're, they're suffering and stuff and, and they're like, oh, this, this album pulled me through that for whatever reason. Uh, that, that has probably got the most meaning behind it out of everything else that I think I could really mention about 
being an artist, you know, because um, because, yeah, you don't you don't really get to touch people's lives like that if you're doing a regular job. Um, you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, probably that that's, that's going to be the most uh, sort of profound and important thing that I've taken away from it. Absolutely. And that's something I can attest to, because as I say, 2008, I was a young 14 year old boy going to his first ever rock show. And when those lights went out, I've been chasing that high ever since. And I'm now 30 and I'm going to go see Limp Bizkit on Sunday. So I'm finally finally ticking another band off my uh, my ever shortening bucket list of bands to see. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Awesome. Cool, Um, cool. Thank you, Mark, for your time. Uh, Thank you for the music. The album is out now everywhere. Is there anything we need to talk about? Anything you want to say to the people listening that I'm watching at home? Ah, um, not really. I mean, thanks for the interview. It was an awesome interview. And uh, for anyone listening, <laughs> um, yeah, just to just to keep up to date with my social media and Dragon Force's social media, so you can find out what we're up to. And the album comes out on the twenty fifth. You can pre order it now, and there'll be a music video uh, pretty soon, just before it comes out. So yeah, that lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Right. I've got another two interviews after this one, so I'm going to go and grab myself a coffee and we'll we'll go cool. again. Thank you so much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Nice, Cheers, All man. Thanks a lot. There we have it. How good was that? Mark Hudson of Dragon Force fame on the Nevermind Polly podcast. That is a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying this year, but alas, there we go. That was absolutely fantastic. As I say, massive shout out to Hold Tight for, for sorting massive uh, props to Mark for coming on, greatly appreciated. Um, I'm here to tell you who the next artist you're about to hear on the Nevermind Poly podcast is, and they'll be coming out this Monday, and that is with the excellent Lawrence Jones. Lawrence Jones is a blues guitarist and basically fucking guitar virtuoso, but uh, it is great fun, that conversation, and you're about to hear it this coming Monday. Until then, be good, be kind, and we'll see you next time. See you later.